0: The Around the NFL Podcast is 25% Cute Boy.
2: <laughs> Welcome back. It's happening to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and yes, Cute Boy,
3: Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Hey, Cute Boy. This is starting to get some light. Really- Greg, I apologize. I did not know it would uh, come to this.
4: Uh, I feel like the whole podcast, the last four or five years was leading to that moment. (laughs) I I found it delightful.
2: (laughs) Um, Yes. It is the end of the first week of free agency. Things are maybe slowing down a little bit, uh, but there's still some big storylines out there. What's the biggest storyline out there as of taping Greg Rosenthal? Endomic and
4: Sue. Visiting with the Saints, but just where where he'll land between him and Sheldon Richardson Honey and, and Honey Badger. Those still three big name free agents. I got to pick teams. You
3: Anything uh, side of uh, kissing cousins? I'm very annoyed about what uh, I learned recently that after working here for what? Seven, eight years. I don't even know when I began. I mean, thousands upon thousands of authored articles, columns, yeah. uh, tweets covering the sport that I was denied entry into the pro football writers of America with a Whoa. strongly worded email saying that I simply have not really accomplished anything that would fall into their guidelines. So, not sure what else I need to do. This is some breaking news Wait,
2: right here. What? I thought oh. I don't know. I guess I'll just. Sessler denied. I'll, I'll just keep writing. I'll keep trying. By football cognoscenti. Yep. They said I thought not, the not reason enough.
4: for your denial was because you worked for this company. They don't allow anyone that I'm works.
3: not sure what the reason is. I, f- I find it offensive, whatever the reason. But <laughs> well,
4: the, the, the email you showed us said the reason was they don't allow NFL employees.
3: I think they write. use that as some sort of a hey, uh, like, hey, I have a. A medical issue that you can't complain, kind of thing. Yeah. Throw that into the email. I think the subtext was, mm. you aren't a real journalist no, in I'm... our eyes. We all went to journal school. Do you want to keep it real? Let's keep it real.
2: Go ask Mike Silver if he's in the.
3: Exactly. Football Writers Club He's of America. It's not, because they don't allow NFL toys. <laughs> <twice. Come on. laughs> ask Ian Rappaport. I thought I could have brought a lot to the table there. Um, no, I'm transcriptions saying, Greg, you events. think you know. I was but once... I'm saying somebody
2: should ask and see what the answer is.
4: I was once a member of uh, the Pro Football Writers Association for a few years before I worked here. And yeah, I think the bar is pretty much just can you pay the $30 fee? Because there's lots of, you know... I think if you just have a blog, a low-level website, you're like, you can be anyone
3: and join it. Apparently not. I don't think they're, well, they're too choose. I'll write another 8,000 articles and see if maybe they uh, you know, redefine their stance on this. It is indeed a rule that you cannot be a member
5: while working for this company, but I do like your ability to suss out all, you know, weed through all that and, and know that they would not accept you
3: regardless. They would not. No, no. no, no that, they, that, and that's really the spirit. They of it. were in a little room in probably 18 or 19 journals just chuckling at my letter. <laughs> It's exactly how I what rem- I will remember it now. <laughs> remember the the uh
2: website I think it was Fire Joe Morgan where they would yeah. take uh, somebody's bad column some of the bad take and then just piece by piece take it apart. <laughs> they probably had your letter up on a projector and oh. they're all just uh just laughing, mm. uh, drinking whiskey
3: having a grand time
2: with it. Right. No, it's Obviously, a buffet. Sure. And a, a Have you thought about fingers.
4: reapplying and showing them that Joe Thomas retirement banger that you did a great job with the other day? I don't Maybe think they would I don't think
2: it. I don't know if it would do anything. I don't think it's up to snuff. I don't think it would the, do anything for, for the them. pro football club of no, America. No, no. Why do you want to be in that club anyway? I just wanted to
3: see. Writer's it Association. Nice. thought it might be nice. Hey, just Why wanted
2: to expose the fact that they wouldn't let him in. The Fancy Pants Writers Club. Like, what What do you actually get besides paying dues?
3: There was a night when I had a few beers in me, and I thought, I'm just going to apply for this thing and see what happens. Why did and- you sign up, Greg? You get a free friendship with Gary Myers.
4: I mean, at the time, I was working at NBC and before Pro Football Talk, just because I didn't know anyone, essentially to just meet people and stuff like Networking. that. I just,
2: I guess. Hard pass.
3: I don't see I, out of that. I didn't last. It's a room filled uh, with whiskey and women, Dan. It you, sounds like you <laughs> would be. It's yeah. literally
2: the opposite of that. Okay. It is the most depressing room, probably,
5: in the business. Who knows? We won't know. It's like a 1950s television show inside of a club. Denied.
2: Right. Okay, sorry about that, Mark. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe in the future. You never know what the future holds. A uh, lot to talk about, so we're going to go through a whole list of news. Maybe for fun, we'll throw in some winners and losers uh, of the first week in free agency, uh, if you have any. Uh, and uh, this is more, the trade tsunami struck again. Just great tragedy, great casualties. Uh, 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 just can't take it anymore. You just want the tsunami to stop at this point. I read on a, a political website that they –
4: they heard that the, the wave of Democrats coming this year in the House of Representatives might turn into a tsunami. So the tsunami is now going outside of the realm of football <laughs> and across the country into politics and everything else. So well, you have en-
5: enhanced a word?
4: Yes, I take it. It's like Dan
5: take bringing the Howard Dean screen back. <laughs> Brought that <laughs> back big time.
1: You know, Greg, I did hear people in the – uh. Our other newsroom over on the other building, talking about you. There's only the one newsroom. The, okay, the, the Ed Bay area, <laughs> yes. which we often call the newsroom. Uh, talking this about Greg Rosenthal, he, he called this trade tsunami. I heard a couple guys chattering about it. They said, that's crazy. He called it that. Now everyone's using it.
3: There it's, you go. You it's first. spread across the campus to the other building on our on our lot. Isn't it
2: cute that the other building calls their room the newsroom? That's adorable. It'll be on my tombstone.
3: <laughs> You've created a tsunami. <laughs> Nothing personal
2: against you, Lindsay. You no, create okay. a tsunami it's of hype about tsunami. <laughs> it's basically just the room where like Shaq has turned into his own personal playground. I think it's, it's not more. a lot of news.
1: I think it's more because Total Access is like up to the second news, and they do a lot of news over there.
3: Okay, yeah. I'm I'm up for a fight. I'm, no, I'm I got saying. a dog I'm, in this fight. I'm out for dishing out some of them. the articles we write to you guys over there. I'll send it over <laughs> to uh, Tim Posey's way to write Sully. He can write a few articles. <laughs> See how that goes. Let's do some news. <laughs>
1: Louisiana, by the way, in New Orleans is back. And this shows the whole world. We're back. We're back. The whole world's back.
2: Uh, Tom Benson, the longtime owner of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, that was uh, what he said at on the riser at Super Bowl 44 when the Saints, just a couple of years after Katrina, hoisted the Lombardi. Uh, Benson passed away on uh, Thursday at the age of 90 uh, from natural causes. Uh, Benson also uh, was the owner of the New Orleans Pelicans of the NBA. Uh, but this was an influential figure both in the NFL, uh, Greg and in the Louisiana uh, area in general. This was a, this was a giant in New Orleans.
4: Yeah, he doesn't get much more New Orleans than him. He grew up in a shotgun house in the 7th Ward, had no money, built up his fortune through owning banks and and car dealerships, and he was complicated, uh, like a lot of New Orleans people, had a, had a character. <laughs> there were certain times that New Orleans was pretty upset with Tom Benson, but there were, you know, back in 85, one thing I didn't really realize was, you know, from the moment he took over the team, they basically got a cent much better Uh through his hiring uh, of gen- a general manager uh, who ended up hiring uh, Jim Mora, certainly through the decisions after Katrina, after that tough season with Jim Hazlitt, to make a very tough decision to fire Jim Hazlitt when he was beloved, who he had won the only playoff game in Saints history and really steered them through a tough season, fired Jim Hazlitt anyways and wound up hiring uh, Sh- Sean Payton, which led to all this success. So a complicated guy, but like, but a very memorable uh, owner, and in a league full of guys who know how to handle their business, he was the head of the finance committee for a long, long time. So even among people who are shrewd negotiators and businessmen, they were the guy, he was the guy that they looked to to negotiate their deals.
3: People today, if you're 30-something years old, you have no distinct memory of how awful— You people don't understand. You, I, I'm one of them because I was, this is before I became a football fan. The Saints were the Drex of the NFL forever— and for as great as Peyton and Eli Manning have, have, have been for their teams, the Archie Manning suffered through hell with those old Saints teams. And, and when I became like a Browns fan in 86, the following season, I was making my little summertime football magazine. Little. And I started to, you know, you you'd start to glean information from like USA Today and newspapers. And like this Saints team, this 87 Saints team is coming in hot. And so in my little predictions, I was like, I'm going to pick them to win the division, which was crazy because – the Niners were in that division mm, back then NFC West. Yep, and Cleveland opened the 87 season against the Saints and I spent months terrified that Cleveland <laughs> was going to go 0 and 1 and they got dropped by the Saints and the strike hit that year, <laughs> but the Saints went 12 and 3 and the one memory I have of Tom Benson and it's it's been played a billion times since because that season when they went 12 and 3 was one of the biggest things that had happened in football in decades. And Tom Benson, a much younger guy, was dancing around with his little umbrella back there The Benson boogie. Yep, and it was, that became famous that season. I was like, who is this guy? He's a crazy man. I like him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tom Benson, dead at the age of 90. Moving on. What, what's up, Greg? What's up, Wes? Just
4: move, moving on.
2: He thinks there's been enough Tom Benson
4: coverage, you know, and when, when it, our network there, when an, owner, a lot. when an owner dies, the owners own the network. Right. So I think when an owner dies, the owners get a lot of attention. I think it's fair to say it's fair to say Gail Benson, the, the kind of the football of it all is Gail Benson. His third wife takes over the team immediately. It's already been approved. So
2: and there was a lot of controversy around the family a couple of years back. Was that squared away or is that something that's still going on?
4: that the gail benson and, and tom benson won a lawsuit against uh basically the rest of tom benson's family including his grandchildren some children it's a pretty ugly mm. uh lawsuit and so they're kind of out of the business and
2: gail benson is now running the saints and the pelicans hmm. uh moving on the oakland raiders are continuing to retool they have signed jordy nelson the veteran wide receiver who was cut earlier this week by the green bay packers a rap sheet reports it's a 2 year deal worth 15 million 13 of that guaranteed james jones former packers wideout actually <laughs> broke this news probably Ruffled some feathers inside the building Uh, and to make news for make room for Nelson. The Raiders released Michael Crabtree. Uh, Crabtree hits the street. Maybe not for long, though, because the Ravens we reported earlier this week uh, that they had uh, agreed uh, with a deal with former Redskins receiver Ryan Grant that fell through because of a medical issue. And now the um, Ravens are hot for Crabtree. So we'll see how long uh, he stays on the market. Your thoughts on this move, Wes, or these moves?
5: Well, it seems from reading the Las Vegas Review-Journal over the last few months, they've consistently reported that Crabtree's roster spot was in jeopardy uh, because he was basically a headache in the locker room last season. So it it seemed to me that they were looking for a reason to cut ties with him, and Jordy Nelson became the reason. They didn't want to let him out the door, agreed to a two-year deal with him,
4: and we'll see who's got more left in the tank this year between Jordy and Crabtree. I'd take Crabtree. It's a lot. They gave him $13 million guaranteed for Jordy Nelson. Maybe he's their slot receiver and he has a different future than he really had in terms of how he played in Green Bay, which was primarily on the outside. James Coe sent out a tweet just showing how much separation Jordy had been getting as a slot receiver when they moved him inside in Green Bay. So maybe he can kind of remake who he was because he definitely has lost a lot of foot speed And it's the type of signing that that bad teams make as veterans on the other side of the hill.
3: Well, and it's Reggie McKenzie and the other people he knows inside the Raiders front office saying, oh, we'll dump Crabtree, who might be a better receiver at this point, for just a guy that we know in Jordy Nelson. I I want to find out one thing, though. From the Ravens angle, you show me what's wrong with Ryan Grant's body. Show me. Well, they wouldn't be able to avoid the deal if he was healthy. I'm, i I want to know. I want to know yeah, but, what's actually wrong with Ryan Grant, who's never missed an NFL game. This, this is, feels super fishy to me. This is
4: on this is on Mark's radar. It being the Ravens, and it does seem a little fishy. He's never missed the game in his career, and there are some people who who would say, and there's a lot of gray area in teams' physicals, and you could probably find a reason to fail a guy for a lot of reasons if you really, if you are motivated to do so. So and, people
5: are saying that the Ravens not only. Released him just because they wanted Crabtree,
2: but they because didn't release They think, him, they, they, just, think
5: yeah. they already have Crabtree in the bag, and he's a guy they wanted all. That
3: doesn't make sense to me. I don't, it it I don't came know, down right. so
2: accusations yeah. here against your Ravens, who you don't like, Mark Famous.
3: No, I just, I, I, well, I do like Aussie Newsom a lot. So I mean, he's never yeah, missed yeah, an I, NFL no. game, so that that's part. I just want to know. I just say, all I say, show me the body part that's not up to snuff for the Baltimore Ravens. Show me the body part. <laughs> don't you think that he would be speaking out angrily, Ryan Grant, if that was the case? He's he's still around. He may still speak. Well, we'll track the story. We're a news podcast for the NFL. It shows that John Gruden's words in terms of praise
4: don't mean a lot because in February, quote Crabtree is a big reason I was excited to get here. And it's not like that was like that. That's necessarily a lie or anything. But it just shows these quotes publicly. How are people going to deal with the five and
2: eleven John
3: Gruden led Raiders? That's on your radar, too. You're on fire today. Martin. No, I just think that I think You're it's like up. this assumption that they're going to go 12 and four and win that division. I don't think anybody's Big that. It's not a good looking roster right now. No.
2: Yeah, I think the Gruden's here. He's bringing excitement. They're trying to get back on track, but I don't think anybody has them locked in to go back to the Super Bowl. It's a, it's a classic straw man scenario that I'm raising. <laughs> Doug Martin's also on the team. How about that? Uh, Doug Martin, uh, who washed out with the Bucks after a couple of dreadful seasons and a suspension for... Uh, drug use, uh, 29 years old, but he gets a deal. Now, I know Greg's getting hot in the pants because he has sandwich props on Marshawn Lynch getting cut. But Mike Silver of NFL Media, who's a man in the know when it comes to Bay Area uh, football, uh, says that is not happening. Yeah, it looks like I'm going to lose that
4: sandwich uh, proposition. in a long offseason. Uh, well, it has, it has to be the by day? the end of the month, so okay. it has to happen fairly mm. soon. Doug Martin, for the price he's at, why not? Take a swing, but when Gruden said, "I'm going to bring," well, let's bring it back to 1998. He wasn't. He wasn't just saying that. Not with these players necessarily, but with his approach. Their first signings were a pair of blocking tight ends, re-signing Lee Smith and getting another one, Derek Carrier, who they paid pretty good money, and signing a fullback or two, I believe. I think at least one where. It, they told Ke- Gruden told Keith Smith from the Cowboys like get ready because we're putting a lot on you and that's the fullback. So he's going blocking tight ends, fullback. He's trying to zig a little bit while the rest of the league is zagging. which well, isn't please. necessarily
5: a terrible idea. I think if you're a Raiders fan, you have to be, you know, heartened that your head coach is playing Jeff Fisher football. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it reminds me when he was in Tampa, they would always sign these big names kind of towards the end of their career. It's not too different from what Al Davis used to do in Oakland, like big names, championship, like type of guys that have done it before. It didn't really work for John Gruden in Tampa.
2: By the way, we got to find a way to get Michael Crabtree. Forget about this Raven stuff. Get him in the NFC West. We need a little keep to Crabtree round three. Some just a fight to the death. Why not? Why not? Like Roman times, bring it back. Thumbs up, thumbs down. You know the deal, Mark. Thumbs up. I could see you as a king deciding the fate of slaves.
3: Eh, that feels, I'd like a lower level job in that castle. <laughs> kind of just hide out. Uh, moving on, the
2: Miami Dolphins made a surprise move on Thursday, uh, releasing their longtime center, Mike Pouncy. Um, and they wasted no time filling that hole by trading with the 49ers for Adam Kilgore uh who I guess was deemed expendable there uh because of a they signed uh Danny Kilgore Danny Kilgore Old, old, old Danny no one calls him Danny I just made that up Dan, Dan Kilgore Dan, Dan. Daniel Yeah Anyway the 49ers <laughs> made a signing of signing the former uh Giants uh interior lineman which led to I guess Kilgore being expend, expendable, but they just gave him an extension. I don't really know what the Niners are doing. I, they're building a great team and they got a great young quarterback, but they're, they have their free agency plans are weird. Anyway, Pouncey is a free agent. Uh, your thoughts, Mark,
3: not as weird as the dolphins free agency plans, which I mean, I think they're an easy target and it's easy just to fire off on the dolphins for what they've done over the last uh, week or so. But you replace Jarvis Landry with Albert Wilson and Danny Amendola. You replace and Sue with, essentially, Robert Quinn, and you've replaced a Pro Bowl center. He wants his release, so he's gone, and you replace him with a guy that wasn't a starter a couple years ago. I think if you're a Dolphins fan, you're sitting out there saying, hit me with a PR pitch on why this season coming up is a fun one that I should get galvanized for as a human. (laughs) Well, they signed Josh Sitton. There you go. That's your pitch. Another interior lineman. That's your pitch. Road Raider. He's played well. Road grader I don't out. have a problem with Is sitting. road
2: grader out? Remember when everybody used to call interior linemen road graders? You don't hear it as much.
3: No. Let's bring it back. If you have to use guard or something over and over in, a, in an article, you might hit road grader like paragraph four. <laughs>
4: Earth mover? Yeah. This, this move by the 49ers signing a guy who in your press release, you touted him as one of the, fut- the leaders of our organization and a future leader, and then they traded him a month later. Is... I almost give them credit for this. It's something I that's ne- I've never heard of it before. They structured the contract in such a way where there was no signing bonus. It's almost as if they knew this was a possibility and then they fa- they found an upgrade. So in a sense it was kind of a low risk move that they locked in the guy they liked at a at a price that was apparently tradable got an upgrade and then were able to deal him away now they didn't really give him get anything for him they just kind of dumped him but I've never heard of such a thing
5: Kyle Shanahan has very strong opinions on several positions he saw it with Kyle Useck last year he wants a chess piece at fullback Saw it with Jarrett McKinnon, and he also spoke in very specific glowing terms about the center position and what it means in his offense. And I think they targeted Weston Richburg as a guy who can allow them to do many more different
3: things than Daniel Kilgore. Did. Well, think about it. He had Alex Mack in Cleveland, and then they, with Atlanta, they made a big pitch, and they got Alex Mack, and that helped that line a lot. And I can't kill the Dolphins for cutting Pouncey,
4: who's – Made some Pro Bowls, but also for what it's worth, was ranked very low in Pro Football Focus last year. Has also had suspensions, has had injuries. Uh, last we heard, he had a framed picture of Aaron Hernandez in his base. Well, they're talking culture. So they, these change? are all these yeah.
3: are all
5: tricky things. Was yeah. Incognito's right hand man in the so the like scandal? actually that, not a great guy. Maybe
4: that, that seems that seems okay.
2: Whenever you have the chance to sign a Aaron Hernandez truther to a multi million dollar contract, you got to do it. Leap, leap on that. He's out there, right? He, by the no way, one he, signed him yet, right? I think he'll Correct. end up getting a, a saucy contract, though, because there's no offensive lineman. Yeah, Center's I agree. There. I agree. Uh, Vontez Burfect, speaking of suspensions, he is facing a four-game ban for use of uh, PEDs. Burfect is appealing. Uh, this is just the latest alleged transgression uh, for Burfect, who has long been an issue for the Bengals, despite being a high-quality linebacker.
3: Yeah, I mean, on top of this is the third suspension, the first PED-related one, but NFL uh, research sent out a extensive list of the varied infractions of Burfick's career dating back to 2013. He has been fined hundreds of thousands of dollars, and these include such issues as ankle twisting, spearing, Striking a player in the groin, flipping the middle finger to fans, leg stomping. Uh, shall I go on? I mean, yeah, it's never, yeah keep going. It's endless defenseless player hits. I mean, it's stuff we've seen during the playoff game with the Steelers. Nonstop chicanery from this guy. If My ever favorite. there
5: was a guy born to play in a league with Vince McMahon, it's the guy who's a mid nineteen eighties wrestling heel, Vontez Burfitt. This is my
4: favorite list from Sessler since fifty adjectives to describe the Cowboys defense. I mean, he created the list back in like twenty fourteen. Well, it's almost as if he was playing like suspension bingo and PDs was <laughs> right. like the last the last thing to check mm. off.
5: Well, it, Rap Sheet reported that the Bengals can get out of this contract, which includes eleven point three million in guarantees but if perfect if loses the appeal on this so there's not he's been a difference maker on the field whenever he's out on one of these annual suspensions the Bengals defense falls apart and whenever he comes back they get a lot better real quick but I don't how long do you they've been enabling this guy for his entire career how long
4: do you continue to enable him right they've been his champion through all this nonsense well he could he could potentially land in Oakland where there was a very unconfirmed report that he was going to get traded to Oakland. That proved to be untrue. But that is where where Paul Gunther is. Gunther. Makes a little sense. And John Gruden loved him
2: some Vontas Perfect on Monday Night Football last year. Another Browns trade. This time, they send cornerback Jason McCourty to the Patriots um, for... Well, they swap seventh-round picks, so the Browns move up a little bit. Is that... They got New England the, six, I believe. So uh, essentially, like it would be like t- in the
3: in the Patriots get their Brown seventh. So it's like going to be two or three picks it away was, from each other. In the sixth round, it was
4: the lowest possible compensation. So the yeah, uh, well
3: they they released him initially, and then the Patriots before the transaction struck, the Patriots called up and said we want a second pair of twins on our roster. We will take Jason McCourty.
2: McCourty fills uh, the void left by Malcolm Butler. Also was according to PFF the number 17 cover corner in the league last year. So the Browns in two days lose their left tackle and their best cornerback. Why Mark? Was there something we don't know about McCourty?
3: Well, I think because they signed TJ Carey and Terrence Mitchell at cornerback and Demarius Randall at safety. And it's typically, I just think it's like a new front office saying, we don't like any of your old players. We're just going to rotate in new ones. I always
5: Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was very surprised by this because I thought McCourty played at a Pro Bowl level and maybe the best season he's ever had. I don't, I don't get why they did it, he, it It It's like the year before when everybody spent the whole season saying, why did we get rid of Joe Hayden? He still had plenty left in the tank. Mm. And now you're going to have the same regrets again this year.
4: Well, When he was, making virtual, he was making $3 million, which is an amazing bargain for anyone that plays 900 snaps for you, Dorsey said he told McCordy that there was a good chance he wasn't going to make the roster. So that out of respect for him, they were going to cut him now, which is strange and then totally phony because he totally showed a lack of respect by ultimately choosing McCourty's destination on a very cheap contract where McCourty could have maybe gotten more money or at least chosen where he wanted to go. Him and his brother have said they've wanted to play together, so I don't think he's that disappointed, but yeah. (laughs) Enough with the Like, I respect him so much. I'm going to fire him and then
2: not fire him. him. In other Cleveland news, uh, Tyrod Taylor was introduced as their new quarterback. In fact, their new starting quarterback. After Taylor spoke, Hugh Jackson uh, uh, backed his QB saying, quote, he's going to be the starting quarterback. There is no competition. Is that a truth or is that a lie, Mark?
3: I mean, they they were tweeting out what Ryan Pace said when they signed Mike Glennon last year, and it was the exact same quote. I think Hugh Jackson doesn't want to deal with another rookie, but give me a break. I mean, all of this could completely crumble and change. <laughs> I, I just find it. I well, I hey don't even Jackson know. Jackson
5: changes quarterbacks every other hour. What's I don't he even talking about? right.
3: Why do you even say this? I mean, except he just said it in a very confident way, like there's no there's no competition this time around. We'll see.
4: That what? that's strange. Like, why is there? Why would there ever not
2: be a competition? In any position. What, Maybe I just a... thought that Tyrod's self-esteem could use a little, a little boost, but it seemed unnecessary. Superfluous. It, it yeah.
3: wasn't necessary. You're right.
2: Uh, are the Browns better than they were three weeks ago? Mark Sessler. I think so. I think so, too. The Tom, uh, Joe Thomas being gone leaves a huge hole. And they don't McCourty, have the an answer for that one. I don't quite get the McCourty thing, but no. Tyrod is a huge upgrade, uh, so they should be better. Uh, moving on the Seattle Seahawks and make a move. Uh, they sign Ed Dixon. So there you go. The replacement for Jimmy Graham, Wes.
5: I like it. He, he doesn't have the name that Jimmy Graham does, but he played really well last season. And whereas he really struggled to catch the ball with anybody within a, a few feet distance of him early in his Ravens career, uh, he's gotten more consistent since, since he landed in
2: Carolina and now going on to Seattle. I think he's, he's a good signing. And in other Seahawks news, Richard Sherman, as this might not come as a surprise, gentlemen, but Sherman is beginning to speak out about uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he said uh, in a interview with your boy Mark Joe Thomas, uh, as well as Andrew ha- uh, Hawkins on the Tomahawk podcast. Uh, oh, I get it, Tama for Thomas and Hawkins Hawk. <laughs> there it is. Show's doing very well. Not bad, not bad. Anyway, Richard Sherman said he thinks part of the problem, and apparently there's a problem in Seattle, is that Pete Carroll's message is getting stale to the vets. Uh, The idea that there's a college mentality in place. After four four years, you shuttle guys out no matter what. Here's what else he had to say.
0: I think at the end of the day, it just became an issue of devaluing core players. You know, players that, that that are playing at a high level and and really being curious about younger players and, you know, curious about the unknown. You know, that they say maybe maybe this guy is going to be the next guy instead of saying, hey, you have Hall of Fame talents, you know, in your secondary. How about you ride this out? It would be like Pittsburgh saying, you know, Troy Palomaro was is great, but, you know, let's figure out what this guy behind him has. This is <laughs> right. Troy.
3: Is this fair, Mark? I mean, I can see why he's frustrated, and and probably if you're Richard Sherman, I mean, you feel disrespected, and you don't. I I think veteran players, you've heard this before, when they break essentially break up a winning team, a lot of angst comes with it. But I don't think it's fair to say that 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 uh, Pete Carroll's anything but a top five NFL coach who essentially helped make Sherman's career and plenty of other players, and took that team to multiple Super Bowls. I mean, if I getting stale, getting tired of a coach's message probably happens to a lot of them, but. Pete Carroll is more than just a college coach. I
5: think it's a legitimate and fair criticism of sports executives and team builders. Going back to the 1860s and 70s, they always try to find the next big thing at the cost of what they have in house. It seems to be the nature of the position, and I I, I think that is fair. But the 1860s? Uh, you you will read if you go back and read baseball history of owners from the 1860s, okay. 70s, 80s, 90s. That was a criticism back then that they were always willing. To kind of overlook the veterans on their own team in search
3: of the new next best thing. Does it marginalize what Pete Carroll's accomplished, though, in Seattle?
2: <laughs> Wait a second. We can't skip over this. Well, save it for the Civil War podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: like everything was a little different, you know, back before cars. Or, like, oh, they had electricity. It's right? like so it's like
5: the quotes you read about Ty Cobb or, or something where yeah. – we had to pay this guy too much. Players are going to be running the game. You know, well, we're always going to lose yeah. money. It's, it's how the NFL is set forever. up though, because right.
4: I think that the Seahawks tried to straddle that line. And I think they held on to that group about as well, or even more than, than some teams were. It's just kind of with the salary cap and the way they drafted terribly for the past right. what, three or four years. It's the way contracts are structured. I also do think there might be something to the, the idea that Pete Carroll is a good builder is a good teacher, that they're really good at teaching fundamentals, and he has a lot of energy, and that maybe he is a little better with a young group starting over, and like that's that's not that, a, that's a great skill to have in well, the NFL, right?
5: That, that criticism, Pete Carroll uses philosophy and psychology more than most coaches, so I do think that's a fair criticism that maybe the message gets old, right?
2: Especially if you're over thirty and, and you're a ten multi-millionaire. And my take on it is, Richard Sherman, there is something to, to be said for just turning the page. I mean. A fifth round pick, Sherman got behind him, turned him into, uh, gave him the opportunity. He became a star. He became a multimillionaire. He was lionized in Seattle and by Pete Carroll for years. And then they decided to go in a different direction. Why do we now have to get into this like mudslinging?
3: Right, and th- a lot of those players it, thrived and- in the culture that Carroll created, that allowed them to be who they he were. Speak so th- there's out. There's a, po- a You're Right. It's just not all. It's not all negative. It's like he created what helped your career, and now you don't like the flip side of it.
5: Okay. I, but I that know, said,
3: this isn't that much of a criticism, I don't think. I don't no, think it's, it's I like it's,
5: beyond the pale. Why is
2: it, it feels like it's just getting started, though. That Maybe, would be my it
4: prediction. It might be his way of firing himself up a little, motivating in all that going into the season. I, and I know we're doing winners and losers a little later, but early winner. Uh, how about TD, our former podcast producer, who I've heard is the producer of the Tomahawk podcast. He is. And he produced, I guess, that clip that we just played on this podcast. Yeah. TD is back.
2: <laughs> wow. Winter. Landed okay. on his feet. TD's like, when was I gone? He's been busy. He's been working. Very busy. No,
4: I know. I just mean uh, he's back on this podcast.
2: Oh, he's back here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the producing game. Uh, Moving on. Ooh. Talk about self esteem that maybe needs a little pat on the old booty. Yeah. Because you know what helps with that is phony public messages
4: that you're going to go back on in a couple months. uh, Referring back to Tyrod and the Browns. Sorry. Self esteem (laughs)
2: nonsense. Uh, Tavon Austin a couple of years back, and one of the, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but in, in that instance, everyone involved at the football cognoscente was fully aware that that was a mistake to give Tavon Austin superstar wide receiver money. Well, the Rams got out, and they said, we're dumping Tavon Austin, and now, it turns out, they said, actually... After they lose uh, Sammy Watkins, let's just rip up that horrible, embarrassing contract for the organization and give you a nice one year, $5 million deal up to $8 million if he hits some benchmarks. So Tavon Austin, not gone. He's cool swallowing his pride and sticking around because maybe his market wasn't so hot as it turned out.
4: Well, he didn't really have much of a choice here. He I think the the Rams were hoping to trade him. And they didn't necessarily know how much cap room they were going to have. They're paying him $5 million guaranteed regardless because that was in his contract. So when he went to another team, they were still paying him that $5 million anyways. They couldn't find anything for him. And they had the idea maybe an offseason would help him. And they got him to take away the rest of the money in his contract and put it into per-game bonuses. So essentially, they really don't have any risk. They could still cut him in August and and pay him that if if they felt like it. And he thought... Maybe if, if ever there's a team I could do some things on, this Rams offense, with, especially without Watkins here, maybe I can do something.
5: They got stuck at contracts. They need him to be a deep threat because they're going to miss Sammy Watkins' speed. But it, it's amazing to see guys like Tyreek Hill and Brandon Cooks about the same size, about the same speed, can be very good deep threats, and Tavon Austin has never had that skill.
3: And now a word from our sponsor. Dear Human, are you stuck in a rut? Do you find yourself bored with life? Tired of yourself? Has your crankiness level been turned way up? <laughs> Do you suddenly realize you've said too much in conversations? Turned off your friends? Agitated your coworkers? Do you awake in the pre-dawn hours to see your lover peering out the window? Staring out at the city below and wondering what exists in the streets beyond? Who are you? How did you get here? Weren't you once a small child? Filled with hope? Free to dream? Who are you? Constantly jockeying for position, feeling the need to prove yourself, doing anything to shine, to stand out, any expense. What if you were to cast it all aside? Everything, everyone, starting over, crossing the sea to a new world, a new reality. Sign up for Mr. Flame's high school economics class in The Hague, the Netherlands, today. www.flameclass.com Whoa, whoa. Can we get the breaking news drop? He's back. Mr. F is back? Spot reads here and there. I like it.
2: Is that the first breaking news drop for a, a advertiser? I like this. That Mr. Is.
5: F, not just your average advertiser.
2: We are um we work for the NFL. We're part of the machine. So, yeah, maybe we do break in, we break in for advertiser talk. But you're right. Mr. Flame is not just any advertiser.
3: No. No, he's not.
2: He 's a legend moving on, the Panthers are signing former Falcons' defensive tackle Don Terry Poe, and uh, Poe becomes carolina 's instant replacement for star Lu uh, the cardinals uh signing poe three year deal Wow, they went from one of the hardest last names to pronounce to perhaps the easiest. <laughs> I wonder if that had anything to do with it Think three so. year deal worth uh between nine and ten million annually according to Rapchi. Just 27 years old, Wes. Uh, this is a pretty nice signing, right?
5: They signed Poe, but it's never more for Bashad yes. Breeland. Yes.
2: <laughs> well done. Well done.
5: Bashad Breeland, the Panthers announced, failed his physical, and his contract is off. Ouch. So the big cornerback that they picked up, who Greg and I both thought was a very good signing for them, will not be playing in Carolina. Mm. I maybe believe this physical...
3: Report versus the other one we discussed. <laughs> this one. Oh, about it's that. It's
4: interesting both the players are from the Redskins that failed mm, their, their huh. physicals. I don't know what that means. Um, I have, Probably
2: nothing. I have now two sources on the malady that, that Ryan Grant was... Play it on me. No, I'm waiting for my third. Oh, okay. <laughs> I triple source everything. You know that. I'll wait. So I'll let you... As soon as I get that triple source.
4: Poe po is more <laughs> of a, a pass rusher. I like that he costs less than Star... Did. You just go first name. With star. Yeah. Star lo- lo- let's just go Starlo: Star, star L- L- d- L- broke the bank. Yeah, that was one of the contracts. Um, I think I'm doing a best worst contracts at some point. That I'm putting that on the worst. It's too much for a guy who doesn't really make much of an impact. Don't want to be on that
5: list. Basketball. For the guy who had a front row seat to Kwan Short making all the plays. Right. That's what I'm saying.
2: Uh, the Jaguars add another weapon for Blake Bortles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Is that the lead to the article? <laughs> it feels like very leady.
2: Uh, it's not. That was
3: not the lead to my article. No, I didn't. You want
2: to know Wes's lead to the article? You,
3: you sure. guys,
4: just by the tone of voice, you just heard the free agency frenzy ending. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That was it.
2: Uh, Wes's lead The Jaguars are fulfilling their plan to upgrade the talent surrounding quarterback Blake Bortles. Like that? Jacksonville has agreed to terms with former Jets tight end Austin Safarian Jenkins, ASJ. Two years, $10 million. Rap sheet reported. Uh, the Saints and Seahawks were also interested in Safarian Jenkins, who kind of cleaned up his life. He had a drinking problem uh, and uh, an alcoholic he was, and he got back on track. The Jets gave him a a shot because they're a classy organization. He kind of reestablished himself as a young tight end that can make plays, kind of disappeared in the second half of the season, which is probably why he's not still on the Jets, but a guy that probably can make plays. Uh, If the quarterback can get him the ball, we'll see about that. Uh, Like Wartles.
5: I was a little surprised at how much attention he was getting for a guy who averaged 7.1 yards per reception and, to me, looked pretty slow with the ball in his hands. He does do some things. He's got good hands, can move the chains. Really good hands. You can use him in the red zone. Uh, DJ Daniel Jeremiah said he compared him to Mercedes Lewis coming out of college,
3: and now he's going to learn from Mercedes Lewis who doesn't move very well him his own zone. One note on this. Do not, if you even think about it, Jaguars, do not cut my two favorite players on the team – Ben Koyak, and the day before St. Paddy's Day, you do not release James O'Shaughnessy. You can't, you can't right. release
2: me, don't you understand? <laughs> I can, I'm i a move tight end. <laughs> I can block, but I also i am a chess piece. Don't you understand?
3: That <laughs> might get him cut if that's how he's addressing the team nonstop.
4: I think, I think they're in trouble because they signed Niles Paul, who also no, plays tight end. They're also visiting with Luke Wilson. They're just going all tight ends they don't all get the, on the time. Expensive. I'd much rather have Safarian Jenkins. At that price than Jimmy Graham at the price that he would. Oh, I couldn't disagree more.
2: Give me a shot. That's all I ask for. (laughs) Always loved you. The Jets lost Austin Safari and Jenkins, but they do keep Mo Claiborne. Uh, The cornerback signs a one year, seven million dollar deal like this a lot. Uh, Claiborne went healthy, which is always an issue with him. Uh, is a guy that can take out uh, number one receivers on a good day. But now, because they signed Jermaine Johnson, you slide Claiborne to the number two guy. You roll him over there, which is a nice fit for him. He got the two young safeties. Wes, we talked about it on Wednesday. Really building this identity. You were a little bit on the fence about it. But they are building something, and they have a defensive-minded coach with secondary background. I really like what they're doing back there.
5: Yeah, I do too on paper. The next step is to actually stop receivers.
2: Well, yeah. But and get a pass rush.
4: And get a
5: pass
2: They rest. need a they, pass
3: They rush. do. And I was going to ask you, if I know you think you have to go quarterback, Dan, at, at number six. What if there's a run on quarterbacks yeah. and you have a choice between the third or fourth or fifth quarterback, or I'd say third or fourth, or Bradley Chubb? Right. I, I wonder if it's a very Jets-like move to no, they, pass on a quarterback and take him instead.
2: It, I would be stunned if they didn't take Chubb if he was there and, let's say – three of the four quarter. Well, you don't know who they actually love. uh, But if they are not in love with the guys that are left, Chubb makes all the sense in the world. They have not had a true pass rusher since John Abraham. That is forever. Uh, But the Jets are getting better in the back end of their defense. That's good. And uh, I would love Honey Badger there. They have Buster Screen uh, now who slides into a nickel corner role. But he's owed $7 million. They can get out of that deal. And you give, imagine that. Now that's an identity west.
5: Now
4: now I would be on board with that as their identity if they switched out Buster Screen for Honeybee. Didn't they try to cre- have a nickname for their secondary or something last year? They stole The Cute Boys? The Cute Boys
2: it was. <laughs> uh, it was did they no, try- they- Fly boys. Boys. No, the they No, the Eagles no stole
3: point. their identity before turning before right, the Eagles decided to, to start gangrene. wearing dog masks. Anyone yes. else you'd like to pilfer from identity uh, thieves? Jamal Adams, who is one of my, <laughs> <laughs> is one of my favorite follows on
2: social media, he's referring to the secondary as New Jack City, which I like. That's original.
5: Well, it's it's a rule in the NFL you cannot have a secondary without right. a nickname.
4: The Ram the Rams <laughs> need one. The Ram the that's coming for the Rams when you have Aqib Talib and
5: Mark Peters
2: together. What you gotta if, have one. if they get Honey Badger, they're New Jack City. All right, I'm on board. Okay, a, lot, their a lot, riding on this, yeah. and they did try to, or at least the Jets social media tried to get no fly zone going, right? And that and was the Denver, Broncos. Denver was like, "What? Why would they even do that?" I don't. Can't, we can't come up with 32 original names. For well, these the answer things? is it's a it's a 23 year old intern. That has That is trying to kill time in May. On just go three. back and
5: look at 80s sports posters and you'll get all kinds of ideas for
2: nicknames. Yes. That's true. Uh, moving on, Tyler Eifert is sticking around in Cincinnati. He signs a one-year deal, uh, max value of $8 million. This makes sense for player and team. Cincinnati keeps uh, a tight end with high upside. Eifert, still just 27 years old, uh, gets a chance to kind of reestablish his value after two years that have been wrecked by injury, Greg. They need
4: Eifert. To matter, Andy Dalton needs help to to be where he was a couple years ago. So they need Eifert, they need Cordy Glenn to be healthy and play well at left tackle, or else the Bengals are going to be fairly unwatchable again.
5: Well, I they're on my radar in a good way for an offense that could bounce back yes. in a hurry. If Cordy Glenn is the guy the Bills thought they were signing a few years ago, yep. If he's that guy, John Ross, who won't get any hype because his rookie year was so disappointing. He could be a difference maker. Eifert, if healthy is a difference maker, Joe Mixon's going to play better with an improved offensive line. I think they have G- a lot of Gio room is for it. was a great
4: guy to have, I think, especially not as your
2: starting yeah, Gio Bernard. There's a lot of room for improvement on this team. Uh, let's wrap it up with a little 8 o'clock delight. The Redskins re-signed Zach Brown, the linebacker. A deal three years, $24 million, number 19 on the top 101. Greg? I like it. I don't know. The Texans re-signed Jonathan Joseph. I don't have much to say on him. I <laughs> like Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah. That's a good I see it's you wearing fun a to suit. Yeah, on- I figured you have something to say on everybody. <laughs> Texans cornerback Jonathan Joseph. He's sticking around
3: in Houston. Uh, the cornerback signs a two-year deal. Uh, your thoughts, Mark Sessler? 33 years old. This secondary was hot garbage last year. It's a good thing they got Aaron Colvin. If he can help, they need more help.
2: Uh, the Texans do lose C.J. Fedorowicz, the tight end, who's dealt with concussions. He retires, uh, Wes, age 26. Tough
5: Four year. concussions over a calendar year from December 16 to December 17. Um, and the Texans have had, they've been obliterated by concussions at tight end. Steven Anderson had them in September last year. Ryan Griffin, their backup tight end, his season ended in November due to concussions. It's a position they have to address.
2: And finally, the Vikings made it official. I guess whatever restaurant they took Kirk Cousins to was mm. appropriate. It was the Capitol flavors. Grill. The most generic steak place in the biz.
4: (laughs) Give me a break. I mean, Capital Girls fine.
5: Kirk Cousins did him a favor. Let's get some spice into this.
2: Kirk Cousins officially under contract.
4: I mean, that is not the place you take a guy who doesn't want to eat steak. I mean, he couldn't wait until the
2: song was over. Okay, now you could say. What are you saying? I already said it. Okay. Uh, Speaking of Kirk Cousins, this is what he said during his opening press conference today, uh, which kind of struck me as funny.
3: You know, I look forward to playing here. As, you know, Rick said yesterday, you know, th- this is a lifetime deal. No, it's not.
5: Just want to add that. Can just I, so you know. Can I take exception with this notion that Kirk Cousins is some mercenary who will always take the highest money? It goes against every stated fact from his relationship with the Redskins and what everyone expected him to do. He had a chance to draw in three teams and raise his price tag, and he didn't do it. Well, He went to the team that he thought had the best chance to win – uh, he was committed to the Redskins. They were not committed to him. He would have signed if they wouldn't have if they wouldn't have kind of dilly dallied for two years and tried to figure out who he was. I think Kirk Cousins is. He's made it clear that he's not about the
4: money, and I think his actions have shown. That. Jets offered more, so that tells you that right there. That well, I hope true. I hope for his case though and his kids that it's not a lifetime contract because we want Kurt to be alive more than three years. You know <laughs> what I'm saying?
2: That's. Just, I mean, that's. Uh, you're right. Let, let's keep Cousins alive for another 50 years or so. Ian, Ian Rappaport. 60 even. 70 a- is I- a little much. <laughs> Tom Pellicero, who's been on the Cousins beat
4: this week, gave, gave some news, which I had not heard uh, until today, about how the contracts all played out. Their agent, Wesson, you're right. They could have tried to make it bigger and bigger. They basically said, "Give us your best offers right off the top." And they got three offers from one from the Cardinals, one from the Jets, one from the Vikings. It's believed that the Jets did have the highest offer, but it was structured a little different. The Cardinals were in the same ballpark as the Vikings, but that basically they were all very similar contract offers. There wasn't one team that went crazy blowing out of the water. I think it was pretty similar in terms of well, guarantee. his agent said... And he, and he chose... And he decided to choose the
5: Vikings. His agent made it clear that it wasn't even close to the best
4: offer. He put that out yesterday. And... Well, that if, he if, has self-interest to do that. I, I definitely trust Tom more. Okay, but a but mercenary would is,
3: be you'd go sign with a garbage team right. for more money, and he, that's clearly not what he's. And ever keep been playing about. that game of like, okay, this guy, yeah, you know, go. A
5: back mercenary would incite a bidding war, and he did the opposite of inciting a bidding war. Yeah, I think he did okay,
2: no matter what, though. Yes, uh, so I so I want to give too much credit for being like the saint that.
3: No, but I'm not went, saying uh, he's saint.
5: I'm saying the speculation or the discussion is dramatically misinformed on this issue.
3: And to your point where DeMarco Murray hit free agency in the open market at the wrong time over and over and paid for it, Kirk Cousins, in a very unusual situation, could not have timed this any better. Right. Now, he probably would have rather have signed a long-term deal with the Redskins years ago. They handled that so poorly that here you go. He got paid. Good. I f- mean, and mercenary is unfair to
4: any professional athlete where the, it's so tilted in, fa- in favor of the owners and, and the team. Stop! Stop! It is. You're in, talking about guys getting
5: paid $20 million no, I get to throw it. a
2: pink but, skin around. But you
4: can't be on the same side that says <laughs> great value, great great deal, and then blame a player for doing the same in, in trying to get the
2: best. Um, let's do some winners and losers. Since we're on the topic, I'll throw out a, a winner for me, and it is uh, franchise quarterbacks. There is this idea, and I, I get it, that this, this fully guaranteed Kirk Cousins contract won't really change anything because this was a specific instance and, and all that. However, uh, don't be surprised. I like when Aaron Rodgers' deal comes up or when the next, when Sam Darnold's deal, if he's a star comes up, if they, if they rather do something like this, where you play out your rookie deal, you get a max uh, franchise tag two years in a row and then sign the three year deal, because not only do you make a, a maximum amount of money there, then you hit free agency again when you're in your late twenties, uh, potentially what you're seeing with some of these guys like Tremaine Johnson. Uh, I think that, uh, this was a big uh, deal, this fully guaranteed contract, and I do think it will have an effect and people will look back at it as a game changer for the guys that have the most leverage, which is the franchise quarterback. They're start, they going to start dictating terms and changing the game because of what Cousins did.
3: I hear you. I got a loser. And this got hammered on NFL Network yesterday, so I'm almost a little bored by it. But I, but it does stand out to me because it was a team with a lot of cap room and a lot of distinct needs. And I thought the Colts would be more active. I thought they would they would have found a way to lure more people to that organization. And they really they added, I think, one defensive end who is relatively in the no-name category. So they got a lot to do in the draft. Why would
2: you want to go there if you're an offensive player and the franchise quarterback is just a complete mystery?
3: If I'm a wide receiver, if I'm... I, that was a bit of a gamble, but if he's healthy, you also—I mean, I, they, they, half of their needs to me came on defense. I mean, you, they just—they—they they let some people walk out, and they didn't get much back in return.
5: Wes? Loser, John Elway. I—I I, I mentioned this no! on our last podcast, but they're in a Super Bowl window, and Dan, your point about franchise quarterbacks their value is beyond calculable in today's nfl the only thing that matters is whether you're the answer or not when you're talking about team team building that's why kirk cousins is so much more valuable than case keenum he's done this for three years we know he's the answer we don't know if case keenum's the answer he's a mystery and all of your nucleus players spent the last three months working themselves into a fervor over kirk cousins You heard Von Miller say it. You heard Brandon Marshall say it. You heard their defensive back say it. We want Kirk Cousins. And then you go out and get Case Keenum, a guy who, to me, is so dependent on what's around him, he's not going to lift anyone higher.
2: It felt like a spin by Elway when he came out and said this week, we got our guy because we all know what you really wanted. And you got the guy that is, frankly, unproven beyond one magic uh, three-month stretch. You got another guy. And you didn't get Tyrod either, who who was
4: reported they also might have wanted – I'll I'll give wide receivers as a as a winner in general because this is a position that's been relatively underpaid compared to linemen in in previous years but wide receivers got paid. Wide receivers coming off bad years or injured years got paid. Allen Robinson and Sammy Watkins got paid full price despite red flags, which means the the legit number 1 receivers out there like AJ Green or Antonio Brown when they do deals like they are going to go way on top of them and then even the secondary receivers i mean Taylor Gabriel i like Taylor Gabriel but he got 14 million guaranteed he's never had more than 650 yards he he is by definition a role player paul Richardson has less career yards than Eric Ebron and he got paid Big-time money. Marquise Lee has had an up-and-down career. He got paid big-time money. I'm not even saying that these are bad signings, but just the whole wide receiver market kind of went up, and and that's going to have repercussions when legit top 20, top 25 receivers start you know getting new contracts. Do you think this is because
5: general managers are not as confident about drafting wide receivers mm. and getting an immediate the, – the record of recent first-round wide receivers is not good, and this draft class is not supposed to be that that great at wide receiver
4: yeah I think I think that's a great point and it explains it and and that they were the it was one of the positions that was just out there and deep so
2: they you know, teams wanted to spend it on someone one more quick winner loser I'll start the Chicago Bears fans yes finally that team has a little juice to them I think they're doing a nice job copying the Rams model and bringing in some talent around Mitch trubisky now we just got to find out if that kid can play can that dog
3: hunt? I'll give you a winner. I think Brandon being the Bills GM, they have not had a quarterback since Jim Kelly, essentially. And you have, over the course of two offseasons, given yourself with your draft haul a chance. And I, I don't question at all that this is their strategy to get into the top five and get the quarterback of your choice. And you can change that organization and be the guy that changed it for the next 10 Potential plus years. Winner. They need to find somebody that will trade. They
2: them. do, but they put but themselves in position for They've it. They've telegraphed it. Whether that's good or bad, you know what they're trying to do.
4: I would make A.J. McCarron a loser, though, because I think if Sam Bradford didn't, you know, if Sam Bradford ends up getting $20 million, $15 million, I think McCarron was hopeful to be one of those five quarterbacks that kind of filled the slot. And he got mid- to low-level backup money, two years, $10 million, which makes all the sense in the world for Buffalo. But if you're A.J. McCarron, now you're going to deal with a rookie. It's like Brian Dable is a brand-new offensive coordinator. I don't know if he's really set up for success. Wes,
5: piggybacking off your Bears point, Mitch Trubisky and Patrick Holmes, to me, are the biggest winners of free agency. And in Trubisky's case, he looks so much like a candidate to pull a Jared Goff with from the new head coach to the surrounding talent. To There's so many similarities there. Patrick Mahomes, their GM, has already come out and said, this guy's one of the best players I've ever seen. Then they traded an MVP candidate to open up a space for him, went out and got Sammy Watkins for him. Uh, to me, this, this is... They're, they're making Patrick Mahomes like the centerpiece of their franchise. Uh, and piggybacking off of Mark, I think the Bills, okay, that's a winner. But the Giants and Colts with those two draft picks and so many teams still needing quarterbacks,
2: they're winners too. They're mm. going to get a lot of big yeah. – yeah People absolutely. are going to
5: want to trade up for quarterbacks now.
2: So, uh, subscribe to the Around the NFL podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. A little Google Play pop in a big spot. And you can check us out on Spotify. You can get us there now as well. Also, leave us a review if you'd like. Uh, five stars. It makes a difference. It helps. Leave it even if you don't like to. Just suck it up. Wow. Just All right. Do a it. challenge <laughs> to the audience. Okay. I like that. Could backfire. Uh, and don't forget the Around the NFL subreddit uh, is alive and well. It's uh, it's, it's approaching 10,000. Uh, Members, I popped in there the other day to just see what was going on. There was over four hundred people in the room at that moment. Very active room, pretty amazing. Uh, So that is one of uh, uh, the great. aspects of our shows, our fans, and how passionate they are, so join the subreddit if you haven't, and get involved, because the heroes do lurk. I would take that
5: subreddit room over the football club of America. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
3: Football writers of America. The little
2: handsome boys.
3: Uh, no confirmation room. we'd be allowed in the, uh, in, the, in the subreddit room either. Yeah, I, I'm not going to assume anything at this point. I
2: think it's pretty safe to assume that we, we would be allowed in that room. Not going to assume it. <laughs> All right, That's it. This is Dan Hanson signing off. For A Quiet Storm, the mailman the old boss, Miss Moneybags behind the glass. I haven't seen a dime yet. Lindsey Fulton behind the glass. Until Monday.
0: You go into your shower feeling
1: Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel.